what's going on? And we're going to talk to Brett Hedekin about this, but from your perspective, further north, what's going on with Evander Kane? What's a little synopsis to somebody that says, yeah, I've heard some things. Like, what's what did he do? What didn't he do? What's what's the buzz in California, Northern California, about him? Um, he's not a good guy. He should probably stay away from the team. If if I'm San Jose, it's just there's too much stuff going on. And now this is these uh, allegations about him breaking COVID protocols with fake COVID, you know, cards for immunization it's just it's it's a bad thing and, and the shame of it all is he but i know i want just one thing the gambling alley he played well last season he had 56 games he had 22 goals and 27 assists 49 points he didn't bet against his team please he would have two goals and seven assists in 56 then you can make the case so i i that i'm going to be dismissive of anyway it's a situation where it's just it's a, it's a bad personal situation that has a possibility to affect the organization and the team on the ice, which is not good. Well, joining us now, a man who played over 1,000 games in the NHL. He could skate so well at uh, the young age of 51, he could probably play top four on every team in the NHL. We become buddies just by me doing the show. And you know what? I loved him when he played, and I love him now as a broadcaster. It's our pleasure to bring back to the show Former NHL defenseman, Sharks analyst, Brett Hedekin. You feeling that love, Brett? Is it true how we came, you know, radio friends? Uh, I'm feeling the love, Cooley. Thank you so much for uh, for that warm introduction. And it's, uh, it's always good to hear your voice back on the radio as well. And, uh, and the Bernstein boys, uh, it's good to talk to you guys as well. But, yeah, tough situation in San Jose, obviously, yeah. with Kane. But um, I think there's... You know, just kind of to kickstart it, you know, nobody's thinking about the San Jose Sharks uh, in the NHL right now. Matter of, matter of fact, you know, Jonathan what, Davis earlier today, listening to him on NHL radio, I don't, he didn't even mention the Sharks, uh, you know, coming out of the Pacific or even, even a team that he even referenced. So uh, they're kind of way under the radar. It's probably a good thing for them to hopefully uh, fly under the radar and get it back on the rails. So, just so we know, so Vander Kane's not there. They're carrying on. I'm hearing something about Jonathan Dahlin. Um, you know, like, how are they looking? There's a hurdle situation. Uh, Benino came in. So, when, I, when you hear the people say, or the hockey news, I'm sure you've read it, Sharks 8th. Like, do you laugh at it and say there's still too much talent here? Like, when you see that and everyone's already written the Sharks off, what comes to mind, Brett? Well, I, I think, you know, you look at Bob Bugner coming in two years ago, and when you think of Pete DeBoer, hired Bob Bugner, Bob left eventually to go to Florida, you know, gets let go, gets back to um, San Jose, and then has to take over for one of his good close buddies. This is two years ago. Then last year, you know, they have training camp that's not even in San Jose. They start in Arizona. They start the first 12 games on the road. Um, you know, trying to implement young players in the lineup, kind of a reset. Doug has, has talked about that. So this is like the first real moment Bob Boomer's had a chance to really have a normal training camp, um, get some of his, his veterans, you know, healthy in training camp, get them here to kind of work with some of the young guys. And, and as you referenced, you know, Cogliano is, is a guy that comes to mind, Nick Bonino, that second layer, if you will, of leadership that can help guys like Couture and, uh, you know, their older veteran players. And I think that's in itself is going to help that. And the last thing I can add to that is 
you know, maybe just addition through subtraction right now within that locker room with the Evander Kane, you know, thing that's happening right now. Maybe this room is finally going to come together instead of all this, you know, outside distractions going on and pull this team together. Brett, and you mentioned, and I agree with you, I think you have to have that player stay away at this point in time until it's resolved to a, a greater extent. But in retrospect, Brett, um, was it a mistake letting Joe Pavelski go to Dallas? I, I think when you look at this team's decline, I think that had a lot to do with it. You mentioned leadership, certainly his, his, his scoring prowess as well. W- was that a mistake, you think, by the front office to let Joe go to Dallas? Yeah, you know, it's hard, you know, when you get to an older player, and I'm sure, you know, I was the same the conversation they were having about me at the end of my career, you know, where, you know, maybe you're not skating as well, even though Cooley's saying I was still a good enough skater to play, but no, I'm not. Um, I'm 50 <laughs> some years old. I'll, I'll say that right now. Um, but no, I think when you look at Pavelski, you're right. I think the leadership that he added in that locker room, it was really sorely missed, you know, last year and, and the year before, I guess. And, and I, when you really think about what he provided, uh, not only in the locker room, but just the stability on the ice, knowing that every day, you know, in practice where the work starts, here's a guy that's out there tipping mm-hmm. pucks every day, the first guy on the ice, last guy to leave. He's leading in, in the weight room and, and, and doing the things that you want that next generation of San Jose Sharks that come in the locker room to see it done the right way. So um, I think it was a, it's, a, it's, it's hard to say, you know, back in the day, was it a tough? Yeah, now you're saying it. it's an easy decision to say that was a mistake, uh, but now they're going to have to, somebody else is going to have to step up. We're talking Sharks hockey with our good friend Brent Hedekin, former NHL defenseman. Um, up front, so no Kane is a top three spot, you know, as a left winger. I'm seeing Darlene, uh, William Eklund, I got to think, is too young and not ready yet. I, I don't know where we are on him. I've seen some line combinations, even though, um, you know, you can put him on the lineup until it's time to put him in the lineup. So up front, wh- what new blood could we see that we don't already know um, full-scale North America just yet, Brett? Well, I think this William Eklund, you know, the seventh overall pick for the yeah. Sharks this last year, is a guy that, you know, we could be talking about this year. I think he's gotten better. I saw him in the Young Guns game uh, before training camp started. I was really impressed with his game then. And then every game I've seen him in preseason, he's gotten better. And not only gotten better, um, he's the, the better players you play him with, the, the more you notice them. And, you know, talking to Bob Bugner, the head coach, just a couple of days ago, you know, he, he talked about how he's right now the best player in practice. So, yes, a young player, is he going to come in and make a huge impact and really get this team back in the playoffs? You know, that, that's, a, that's a tall stretch. But um, I think this is a player that they're definitely going to look at those first 10 games before they decide what they need to do with him. And he, I think he's going to make this hockey team. Uh, Jasper Weatherby, another you know, college kid, North Dakota, um, he's impressed me. Big body, you know, big enough to play at the NHL level, 222, I guess, uh, what he weighs. And then you add these other guys like Benino and Cagliano, the, the veterans there, to kind of support some of these young guys that are trying to find their way in the lineup. Yeah, but I couldn't agree with you more on Eklund. I saw him in the rookie tournament in Arizona. Kids hard on pucks, smart, goes to the net, uh, high hockey IQ. I think he makes the team as well. And and hopefully starts his career in San Jose. My, my question is a more established player. Like, what do you expect this season from Eric Carlson on the blue line? Oh, man. I mean, I, I kind of group, you know, the defense core into two different kind of groups. You got the, the Vlasic, Brent Burns, and the guy you mentioned, Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys got to be your, your steady guys that you can rely on every night. And I think when you look at Brent Burns and Eric Carlson – 
it's almost like you almost have to sit them down and say, boys, you can do a lot more by doing less. You don't have to hit the home run pass. Just mm-hmm. navigate the puck out of your defensive zone and then allow your talent to take over in the offensive zone. When Eric Carlson is trying to do too much, lead the rush is when mistakes happen for him. When Brent Burns tries to thread the needle to a pass that's not there, when his defense partner is you know, 20 feet away from him to his, to his right, make the simple pass. And I think when it, you know, if you can get those two guys doing that throughout the season, they're going to be spectacular players. It's really trying to understand how do you get to those guys mentally to know that it's less is more for both Carlson and Burns. A few more with our buddy, Mr. Brett Hennigan, talking Sharks hockey. You got me a bit more optimistic, Brett. You, you got me going here. You know, I'm, uh, uh, I'm getting excited here. You, I didn't think William Eklund really had a shot. He's, he's, he's going to turn 19 in a, in a week yeah. or something. So, um, you know, you start thinking 18. Okay, 19 is not 18, but... Um, and that also might say opportunity, right, uh, with the Evander Kane situation. No more Martin Jones. Was it time to end the Jones era trip to the Stanley Cup final and what are you and Bob Bugner expecting or maybe I should say Bob Bugner because he is the coach right Brett uh, and you expecting from James Reimer and Aiden Hill this year well I you know I hate to say this because I like Martin Jones and I love some of the things he's done over the years but it was time you know I think you look at the where the goaltending was the last three years, it's right at the bottom of the league. And if it's not the last, it was second to last or third to last in goals against average uh, and save percentage. So that's something that right away, off the top, yeah, you can, you can scratch the Sharks you know, in, in the Pacific and say, hey, they're nowhere going to be near that third spot. But right away for me, this is going to be the thing to watch. Aiden Hill, 6'6", 202, competes, I guess, like nobody's business in practice. And that already in itself is going to be more for me than what I've seen from Martin Jones in practice. So when you get a guy like Aiden Hill that steps into the locker room and is a really, I guess, likable guy in there, and then he competes in practice, right away you're going to step it up, I think, a notch on the goaltending. James Reimer? He's going to be steady, and I think Bob Bugner knows him as well through uh, Florida when he had him, and uh, he was the head coach there. I think there's a trust with James Reimer that he knows he's reliable. So for me, right away, the Sharks are going to be better just on a goaltending perspective, and I think that's going to keep him in more hockey games right from the start. Brett, a non-San Jose question. I'm going to go up the coast a little bit on the West Coast to Seattle. What, if I said the over-under on this team is 80 points, season points, what would you say, over or under? Um, I'm going to say it's going to be just under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think they're going to they're gonna try to win defensive games. Right. Um, but, yep. you know, but ultimately, you know, when you've got the Canucks, you've got, uh, you know, the Oilers, uh, you've got the Golden Knights, you know, particularly here in the, in the Pacific – these teams can throw offense at you, and they can throw it at you in a number of different ways. Obviously, their their top six forwards uh, can score on both those or all three of those teams, and then obviously their second six is you know some of the strongest when you look at the Golden Knights. Um, so they're going to have a hard time just in the Pacific. So I, I think right, right. You know, what I want to see from them is is a team that's going to kind of establish itself. They're not going to get blown out in games. They're going to be in games, but it's going to be uh, you know clutching and grabbing and tooth and nail every game for them to to get points. A couple more with Brett Hedekin before we let him go. How is Logan Couture dealing with uh, all this? The what'd you call it? The retool? Is that exactly what Doug Wilson said? Everyone's either retooling, rebranding, retalking, or remaking up words, uh, Brett. So how's how's thirty nine doing? <laughs> yeah, it's 
the reset, I think, is what Doug Wilson uh, uh, coined it a few years ago. Um, you know, I think last year was, for me, a frustration just, just looking at his overall demeanor, um, you know, going through that locker room. And I think the Evander distraction was, was definitely something that probably him wearing the C weighed a lot on him. Um, you know, looking at Tomas Hurdle and him and Brent Burns are really kind of the guys that have been in that locker room a long time. But you always got some another layer. Mario Ferraro, a young defenseman, I think has just completely helped this locker room. He's the hardest-working guy on and off the ice. He provides some leadership there, if you can believe a second-year guy can do that. And, and like you say, subtraction uh, of Kane, addition through some of the younger guys, and Benino and Cogliano hopefully can – can bring some of that second-layer leadership to support a guy like Logan Couture because, you know, I, I don't think it was, you know, losing is, is a hard thing to go through when a captain you're trying to learn how to be a good leader. And I think winning is going to help him feel a lot more confidence if they can get off to a good start. But I think it's going to be a different year for Logan this year on the leadership side. And I think personally as well, he's going to have a lot more fun. Great stuff. Well, it's always fun every time you join us. We appreciate it. To go work on your backward crossovers uh, when you get some time, Brett. <laughs> thank, thank, thanks for this, and I know we'll talk as the season progresses. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Brett Hedekin, he's a beauty. Love him. Uh, William Eklund, so you saw him early. Yeah. Look, everyone wants their first-round pick from the year before sure. when they're a top-ten pick to make the team. 18 turning 19, and he's a little slight, right? Like, we're not talking... Hundred like like 175 pounds here, so but there's an opportunity, so someone's got to fill it. If it's nine games, I get it. If he can play at this level, I get it. It's just a, it's a big ask, is what I'm saying. It, it's a big ask, but they don't have much on the left side, so there's opportunity for him to make it because he has the skill. I, again, I saw him in Arizona at the at the rookie showcase on the Coyotes had. I was really impressed. Like, and granted, he was playing against that level of competition, other rookies, and playing in the NHL against guys like Jimmy. Alexiak, who's six foot six, and you know Drew Doughty is a different story. But he, he looked like he fit in. He looked like he belonged. So I think just because of the uh, Kane situation and the lack of depth on the left side, I think he's got a shot to make the team.